We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's up, CMOS girlies? Happy Tuesday. Happy CMOS girlies day for all those who celebrate. I'm here with Emma, and we have some lovely topics to talk about before we get into aerobic training, which I'm sure you guys are just salivating at the mouth for us to talk about. Emma, how's it going over there? It's going good. I'm so, so tired. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who are morning people can probably relate to the fact that it's great being a morning person until it isn't. I've been waking up, I don't even want to say how early these past few days on the weekend, and I just the days are feeling like years because I like wake up at five and I'm like I don't know what to do with my life and so I just like I scroll on my phone then drink coffee and then like go on a crazy morning walk and yeah it's bad and then I go to bed so so early because I'm so tired from waking up super early and it's just a vicious cycle the cycle the cycle are you someone who can't fall asleep after you've woken up before yeah no I once I'm up I'm like fully awake okay if I I thought I like last night, let's see here. I woke up at around like 4.45 and then I kind of fell back asleep. And then I woke up around like 5.30 and by then it's like, I'll try to fall back asleep and it's for two minutes. And I don't know, I just told myself it's probably good just to have my body remain on the same routine. But yeah, it just, it's really hitting me and I don't know what to do about it. The only sleep hack I have for if you can't fall asleep is I play a really boring podcast and I'll set it with like a sleep time or whatever if you actually want to like retain information or an audiobook. That's the only thing that puts me out for at least like another hour or two. So I'm two is like the max, but at least for another like 30 minutes and then I can like get on with my life. Um, but yeah, that sucks. I mean, honestly, yeah, circadian rhythm, you probably should just like stay your sleep time, whatever the same yeah. as it is during the week and weekend. Um, I told Emma before we click record, I don't have many updates. I feel like my days are truly all the same. I had this realization, I think like last weekend when I had my Hoka Run Club because 
because I wanted to film like a YouTube video of it. And then I had to make like a TikTok for all the brands. And then I also had like a speaker. A speaker is not like a device, but I just have had this realization of like, oh my God, I am always making content. And my life hasn't really felt like that. I think it's this extra layer of having a physical camera for YouTube. Like today I was just walking around filming like background character content of just me on a walk. And I'm like, holy shit, like I'm I'm kind of doing this throughout the day. And sometimes I'll text my mom. She's like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I guess I'm kind of working all day Sunday. Like I had to film TikToks this morning and I did YouTube stuff the afternoon and now I'm doing podcast stuff. So it's weird. I'm not bishing, but I just had that realization. I was like, oh my God, like I just have so much footage of everything. Um, but that brings me to my point of today, like this, it's, it's spring in New York. The sun is out. Flowers are out. It's beautiful. I feel like a lot of people are in the streets, which Em and I sometimes hate because then it's annoying to meander around people. But I just had this corny moment of being like grateful for that, like grateful to see people, grateful for the flowers and the sunshine. And I was walking behind these like this parents with their little kids and their little kids were like running all over the place and almost like took me out with their little scooter. And I was like, I could get really pissy about that or I could be like really happy like oh my god there's some little kids like I remember when I was a little fucking kid and like they had these goofy backpacks that like I remember from when you have like I don't know I don't know what the brand of that I think they're like a Land's End backpack where you can get your name written on them Mm -hmm. I never had those but I was like oh my god like cute the stages of life they're being parents those people are like trying their best and I've just decided like it's so much better to be corny and excited versus being a hater 24 7 I just find people that are chronic haters to be the most insufferable sad people and it's not me saying like I don't hate stuff you definitely can hate stuff I think that's natural to be critical and hate stuff and like hate stuff and Emma and I hate stuff all the time but I think when people hate everything or find a way to make a conversation about being negative Nancy and I've definitely been negative Nancy like when I was 17 18 19 I was a negative Nancy about everything I would always thought it was cool and like edgy to hate stuff and then you get a little bit older and you're like that's pretty pathetic to spend my life being a fucking hater um so that's just a moment you know if you feel like it's weird to do the whole like manifestation or write positive things down about yourself or like speak kindly to yourself trust me I feel that way too but the quality of your life is going to be a lot better if you actually choose to be happy like throughout the day versus going to being a fucking hater all the time yeah amen to that it's definitely a lot easier to be happier in the spring and summer too compared to fall and winter yeah Um, yeah I feel like I've been pretty happy lately I feel like I have a lot of new people in my life that is fun and everyone's very lovely I think the pool has been really special for me. I yeah went out for coffee with all of them today, and that was like a fun special moment. I was like, "Damn, yeah, these are these are my people." Which you would have thought that would have ever happened. Love um, it. Do we want to talk about our weird food items that we have on our intro? Yeah. So the first one is cottage cheese, which is not a new thing. I feel like this comes up into the see mozzarella's e- ecosystem. Maybe I was going to say echo chamber, which maybe kind of is true. The ecosystem, like every few weeks, some cottage cheese thing happens. Someone did slide into my DMs today and thought that I put cottage cheese in my coffee. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because we actually did talk about that on the pod. But the cottage cheese note of this week is the viral cottage cheese ice cream trend. And I'm very aware that I'm a few weeks late on this thing. I'm now just getting the videos. But what these people have been doing is taking cottage cheese putting it in a blender random toppings of your choosing kind of like a Dairy Queen blizzard freezing it and then eating it and it's like an ice cream thing um I have been really thinking about it I had like a pre-run snack one time of like the whole date caramel snickers thing and I was like damn I'm gonna get cottage cheese and like you know, caught up some jewel dates and almond butter and like salt to make a Snickers ice cream thing. So I'll circle back when I do that. Uh, maybe I'll post a TikTok about it. I don't really know, but I need to go get more cottage cheese before I do that. But yeah, um, 
Emma, you have any cottage cheese notes or other food notes? Um, I want to try the cottage cheese ice cream too. I feel like it'd actually be really good. And I think since cottage cheese is super salty, it would be a nice balance with any sweet topping to add. Um, I saw actually a TikTok video of some random guy doing a cottage cheese taste test with all the different Trader Joe's seasoning and spices. So it was like the, he did like a spoonful of cottage cheese with like the ketchup, whatever dust that they have. Then he did the, like the ranch one, the umami one, everything but the bagel, but it was very entertaining yeah um my i don't this is like nothing new but i've just been drinking so much coconut water Mm. i think because i've been drinking the trace minerals and electro or and celtic sea salt which is fine but tastes really sad and i just i don't like the taste of the trace minerals but coconut water is kind of expensive but what i've been doing is buying like the massive fucking jug of the harmless harvest and then drinking that throughout the week and i just put like a little like a few ounces in my morning electrolyte cocktail and it's very yummy and yeah coconut water i think is gonna be my beverage for the summer love that yeah i've been doing the coconut water in my coffee thing just because i know i should and trace minerals in my coffee as well because it doesn't have a taste to it but i am on my element shit um i finally i guess i'm like doing not doing shit with element but i have like a referral thing because i feel like we talked about it and now i have one if you want it personally to get like a little discount thing so go off girlies but yeah it's only gonna get fucking hotter i had that realization i think in new york it was like 70 last weekend or or maybe it was on saturday yesterday yesterday, and i'm like holy shit it's april right now what the hell's august gonna feel like it's gonna get so hot like i don't know what i'm gonna wear outside yeah i was already sweating yesterday and my apartment just gets hot so quickly and it's one of those things where when you when it's so hot in new york and your apartment gets hot and you don't turn on the ac and then you like are cooking and you're like sweating when you eat dinner yes and then just like having to take just the post dinner shower i'm like oh fuck i'm already starting this so yeah oh god we're in for a long one but we're not complaining yeah we're not complaining i love some sun i'm excited to feel like i actually feel when i'm on a walk and the sun is out regardless if it's cold or hot i'm just like oh wow i feel like i'm going through photosynthesis is that the thing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of i don't know probably coming to life i just feel like i'm getting out of like a little cocoon basically but that's all to say. Today's episode's about aerobic training, heart rate stuff. Um, we've done a few episodes about exercise. So if you're curious about like low impact, high impact, I know we did one a lot about zones for cardio, which I'm going to actually like repeat kind of in this episode. So we have a lot of episodes about building muscle and all that, but this is just focusing on aerobic training because even I and Emma as like both of us are kind like endurance athletes, I shall say, um, it's interesting to have this data on yourself and be smart about it. You can learn a lot about your body and then it actually will like change training for you. Like you're training smarter, not harder. If you have a awareness of this stuff kind of in the back of your head. So we're going to guide you through all of that in the episode today. Yeah. And I feel like it's timely because a lot of people probably are going to get into running again and doing more cardio stuff since it's nice and warm. So hopefully this maybe helps you in figuring out how to run or how to do other cardio movements in terms of your overall heart rate and health yeah so get those notebooks out and i'll call you back we'll get into the pod we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS girlies. So let's get into aerobic training. We're first going to kind of talk about aerobic versus anaerobic training. I'm sure a lot of people know a decent amount about aerobic training, but anaerobic might be a little unfamiliar for some folks. So Aerobic means with air, and it refers to the body producing energy with the use of oxygen, typically with continuous movement, whereas anaerobic means without air, and this refers to the body producing energy without oxygen, and anaerobic exercise typically involves short bursts of high-intensity movement, and the energy used in performing anaerobic activities is strictly fueled by the energy stored in our muscles, and so when it comes to aerobic training, you're going to notice that you're like breathing harder so that your lungs can supply more oxygen. And through this, your heart beats faster to pump oxygen rich blood to your muscles. And then your muscles use oxygen to generate the energy required to keep moving. So that's kind of the sciencey aspects of aerobic training. And aerobic training can occur actually at any intensity. One way to kind of test your intensity levels, and that we'll probably talk about during like the zone training section of the pod is like the talk test. So like, can you hold a conversation or is it like pretty hard to really spit out any words when you are working out? This is kind of like the easy way to test the intensity of any cardio exercise that you're doing. And again, like examples of aerobic training or exercise pretty much are going to include any form of cardio whether that be jogging, swimming, walking at a brisk pace, or cycling. Most aerobic training will also fall kind of within this like 50 to 85% of your maximum heart rate, which we'll kind of get into in a little bit. 
Um, but kind of like the main benefits of aerobic training is that it's like best for building the foundation for any type of endurance and improving your overall cardiovascular health. So aerobic training is going to be most important for beginners because this will eventually enable you to train harder later on. And aerobic training is kind of what the bulk of like your training or exercise should live in because anaerobic, which I'm going to get into next is definitely more intense, like higher intensity and just like hits a way harder strain on your body. So with anaerobic exercise, our muscles work so hard during this type of exercise because it's so intense that our heart and lungs can't actually keep up with using oxygen as the main fuel source. And so in order to sustain the energy, the body pretty much shifts into relying on the energy sources that are stored in our muscles. And so the biggest difference between aerobic and anaerobic is that anaerobic can only use glucose or fuel, while aerobic can use both fat and glucose. And this process of using glucose for energy is known as glycosis. And this is basically just the process of breaking down glucose in our blood cells. And this process also creates lactic acid as a byproduct, which is why during super intense exercises, you're going to feel some sort of like sting or just like muscle tiredness and soreness afterwards. Most anaerobic exercises are going to be performed at the 80, at 80 to 90% of your maximum heart rate. And again, these exercises are generally short bursts of activity, like no more than like 90 to 120 seconds, I would say. So this would include like hit, cycling, like sprinting, jumping rope, doing like box jumps or like swimming at like race pace. And the biggest benefits for anaerobic exercise include um, like increasing your VO2 max, more muscle power more like strong muscles and one thing is that recovery is so huge and important for anaerobic movement so this is something that you shouldn't be doing every day and like overall when it comes to anaerobic aerobic or just like cardio in general I know that there's like a whole push for like low intensity stuff and like everyone switching to like Pilates and whatnot which is like great and like definitely find an exercise that's best for you but like you still should be incorporating some form of cardio into your regular exercise routine just because the failure to do so can put you at risk of like heart disease. And it's just like vital for like super healthy lungs. I know like the recommended amount per week is like 150 minutes. So definitely find something that works for you. Like even just going on a brisk walk counts as like cardiovascular movement. Um, And also when you're not doing cardio, you miss out on so many other benefits, including like lowering your cholesterol, stabilizing blood sugar, lowering your blood pressure and increasing like mood and concentration. And of course, like these are probably things as like young people, we don't really think much about, but they can definitely creep on to you later on in life. So just kind of one thing to keep in mind that like, even if you don't like doing cardio or if you're scared to do cardio because of all like the low cortisol stuff that you see on TikTok, like you don't have to go crazy intense like athletes. You can do something that's really, really low key, even just like dancing around in your bedroom counts as cardio. So you can definitely get creative with it. Totally. I think keeping cardio fun is the most important, whether like it is dancing, like I'm a said, jump roping, swimming, bike rides, stuff like that. Like, let's say you're going to an ice cream shop, like close to where you live. Like, could you go on like a 20 minute bike ride there with your friends or something like that? Also, if you are a gym girly, you could do like a 10 minute running warm up for your gym workout. Like that's an easy way to kind of add up those minutes throughout the week. I think cardio gets really daunting when it feels like, oh my God, I have to go do a 60 minute workout and stay moving for that whole time. So break it up into smaller chunks so it's more meaningful for you and more enjoyable as well. And like Emma said, I think a lot of people 
don't consider walking to be like a really important thing. I think walking oftentimes is a lot more important than what you're doing for exercise because it does change, you know, not only your mood stability, all that's um, mood and concentration, like Emma said, but your NEAT or your non-exercise thermogenesis. I always forget the acronym. It's called NEAT. Um, it's like the, it's not workout, but it's like what your body is doing throughout the day. So like our hunters and gatherers and our ancestors would do, they were just moving throughout the day versus having a designated time to work out. And often we're more long lived than like we had now and did not have the rates of disease we had. So definitely keep walking in mind. And I really want to like remove the stigma of like walking is just like, oh, I'm just going on a walk. Like that's something that's really good for your health and you should consider. So to get into heart rate, I this area is a little bit wonky. So take some notes during this section. You also can like Google a lot of this stuff and you can get calculators to do it versus kind of doing like the math. Like they can just plug it in for you. But I'll walk you through like heart rate and why all this stuff matters and how to get your specific rates. So the first metric that you should pay attention to is going to be your resting heart rate. I feel like when you did this in elementary school, it was like taking your pulse um, and seeing how many times it beat per minute at rest, which is something you can do by yourself. If you're someone like me, I feel like it would be hard for me to do this because I would just like lose track of numbers or something like that. Um, But you want to do it for several days in a row to get a consistent reading. I, at this point in like my fitness, I guess, wellness journey, I have a fitness tracker. I have like a whoop and a Garmin. So like those give me my resting heart rate when I'm wearing them. Now, caveat, like heart rate monitor is going to be the most accurate out of all fitness trackers that the heart rate monitor what it looks like there's a few different things you can get but if you see endurance athletes use one it looks like it's almost like a black band around their chest like their ab section because i see a lot of male like runners have them and i'm like what's this weird band it's a heart rate monitor it's a lot more accurate than any sort of watch device and so if you really want to like be super accurate if you're training for something very specific i would suggest to get one of those but most sport watches like offer the heart rate thing so you're going to start with your resting heart rate and then the next number that you're going to want to pay attention to is going to be your max heart rate the kind of rule of thumb here is going to be subtracting your age from 220 and when you're you know tabulating then what is going to be your target heart rate zone for training I want to say first, there's going to be different things you're training for. If you're just kind of training for overall health, that's one thing. But let's say you are training for a marathon. That's going to be different than someone that is training to gain muscle in their legs and is like a heavy lifter because you are training at different heart rate zones for different outcomes, kind of like body composition wise too. So that's to say like there's certain heart rate zones that I'll get into later that are better for like building muscle, losing fat. And then there's other ones that are better for like endurance training. So the the target heart rate zone is going to be dependent on what exercise you are prioritizing it as well. So this zone of the target heart rate, how you would calculate it is you're going to take your max heart rate zone and multiply it by either 64% and 76%. And that's going to give you the low and high numbers that your heart rate should stay at for this moderate intensity level. So this is the aerobic training zone that you're going to be working in. They're a little bit like different things for weightlifting and cardio once again if like what the intended zone is as you can imagine if you're lifting weights your heart rate is not going to be as high as if you're running like 10 miles so the next thing that i feel like people talk about a lot is going to be vo2 max i first learned about this because i saw someone on my feed like doing a vo2 max test i think it was like a tiktok video and if you've ever seen those videos it's like someone running on a treadmill and they have this huge like robotic alien looking like mask on their face and it's connected to like huge tubes that go into some vat and what you're doing is you're depriving your body of like the oxygen and kind of forcing yourself to push yourself at your max so you run really really 
fast on a treadmill with this weird like thing on obviously with supervision and it's safe and it's all calculated but that's like a way to actually get your vo2 max in like the most effective way and so what is vo2 max it is your maximal oxygen consumption and so it's the maximal rate that your oxygen can like flow through your body that is measured during an exercise where you're increasing intensity. So this is like really specific for endurance athletes and runners. Like if you have a higher VO2 max, your endurance will benefit and then your like endurance, you know, capacity will be a lot better. But that's not to say that not everyone should care about it because it also is just a huge indicator of your health. When you think about your lung capacity, your respiratory fitness, those two things together are going to prove that you have a lower risk of developing cardiovascular disease, chronic illness, mortality rates that stem from different cancers. So everyone should care about your VO2 max. You don't need to probably go into that weird like treadmill chamber thing and like get it tested in a sufficient way. So I'm going to walk you through a way that you could test it if you know your two heart rate metrics that I just gave to you. And also like VO2 max depends on age and gender. Um, There's an interesting study that is like that I was reading about where like men have different amounts of oxygen that goes through their lungs and like women's cycles vary a lot more when it comes to heart rate zones because I follow a few runners on TikTok that actually don't train with their heart rate at all. And you often hear runners are always focusing on like that zone two training. And this one woman is talking about how her period forces her heart rate to fluctuate a lot and she just doesn't like do heart rate stuff and kind of goes on effort. And I think that's a really challenging thing if you're a beginner to go on effort because let's be honest, everything is going to be hard when you're just starting something like I it's been about nine weeks since I had my stress fracture 10 weeks. And so I've been running for like one to two weeks and my heart rate today was like zone four the whole time of my run. And in reality, the pace that I was running at in the distance, if I was doing this like before my injury, it would have been like a quote, easy run zone two run. But now like my relative easy run is kind of backtracked because I've lost fitness. So that's just to say, like, I think heart rate doesn't have to be the most important thing that you focus on for training, but I think it is a good metric when you are starting out to have a baseline of your fitness and be able to go up and down from there. And then this is another tangent about fitness trackers because some people are like, oh, watches are so inaccurate. Like I never am going to know my heart rate zone when I'm running. And the thing is like, let's say you have a watch and you're getting something that maybe is a little bit off for your heart rate. Even if you're doing you're using the watch that's off with your heart rate, you are training every single day with the same watch that's off. So it's going to have relative numbers. Like if your heart rate was 150 today and then the next one, it was 170. Let's say those are both like 10 numbers, 10, you know, metrics up from what your actual heart rate is. It still is giving you the relative effort. So I still think it's like fine to use the data on your heart rate. Like don't get freaked out of like, I'm going to go throw up my Apple watch because it's not accurate. It still is beneficial data for you to use. So VO2 max. Let's get into it. What you're going to do is you're going to take your heart rate max and you're going to divide it by your heart rate at rest. I'm going to do myself as an example so you understand like the numbers of it. So 220 minus 24 would be 196 for me. My, I actually have my resting heart rate based on my whoop. So I like know what, what it is kind of like very consistently it's at 52. So if I divide 196 divided by 52, that's 3.77. And then if I multiply that by 15, my VO2 max is at 57. And as a rule, this is obviously going to depend on like age and gender, like I mentioned, but the higher your cardio fitness score is, AKA like the higher your VO2 max is closer to 60, the better is it's going to be. So not tooting me on horn, but having a seven or a 57 of a VO2 max is very good for a person that's my demographic and age. But it also, it's important to pay attention to the fact that VO2 is not the only factor that's really important. Other things that are going to determine if you're like a quote, good athlete and you have like a good aerobic training schedule 
how you're training, proper technique, your mental preparation, your psychological like profile, like what you're saying about yourself, your diet. Other training markers are often going to determine like if you are able to perform in a certain way. So don't think that like I'm fucked if my VO2 max like isn't optimal or whatever um, because it always can be improved and it's not going to be the only thing that matters. As an example, they could take two athletes that have very similar aerobic capacity readings and they could have very different performance outcomes based on how your oxygen is actually used during exercise. Like one runner could have perfect technique, perfect training plan, perfect diet, and they'll be able to run a lot faster than the competitor who has bad form, is inconsistent with their training and like the same VO2 max. That's just to say that you are not screwed if your VO2 max like isn't quote perfect, like you feel like you have fallen off in some sort of way. And then the next metric that I feel like a lot of CMS girlies have heard about is going to be HRV, which is heart rate variability. So what it is, is like this physiological phenomenon of the variation in the time interval between your heartbeats, but this is a normal occurrence. So it's not like an arrhythmia when your heart is beating out of cycle, your heart beats at a specific rate at all times. And that rate changes based on what you're doing. So your slower heart rates happen when you're resting or relaxed faster when you're active. And so there's variability on your heart rate based on the needs of your body and your respiratory patterns. So when you're working really hard, like your body's going to be interacting with your heart and your lungs at different rates. And that's what like H HRV is a metric of. So why is it important? Well, your HRV kind of reflects on how adaptable your body can be. So if you decide that you're putting your body under a lot of strain and pressure, let's say you're going on a long workout that's a lot harder than you've ever done. If your heart rate is variable, meaning that it's it's able to adapt to like these changes, this is evidence that your body is like pretty healthy. People with higher HRV are usually less stressed and a lot happier. And if you have a low HRV, this can indicate like a lot of future health problems because there's less ability for your body to be resilient. This also ties in with getting sick. So if you have a low HRV, like your body can't adapt to changes, you know, that like your temperature changes when you are sick and stuff like that. And so if you don't have like an HRV as a baseline, that could be um, a reason why you develop illness as well. So it's not only like an athletic thing, it's an overall health thing, which I think is important to consider. Um, The next part of the episode is going to be about heart rate zones. I'm going to skip over most of this because it is covered in a different podcast episode, which is going to be the episode about low impact versus high impact training. But there are going to be five different zones of heart rate training. The first zone is going to be like you living. The second zone I'm going to get into in depth later, which is like your maximum aerobic function. This is the sweet spot. Zone three, I just want to touch on is this like dreaded gray zone. So this is the zone that's about 60 to 70 or 70 to 80% of your perceived max. And there's evidence that suggests that you're not getting a lot of benefit from being this from an endurance perspective because you're going too hard to reap the benefits of doing something that is that like conversational pace, but you're not pushing yourself hard enough. That's like a race pace, like you're sprinting as fast as you can for 30 seconds. So I would recommend out of all this heart rate shit to stay out of zone three when you are training, like if you do have a watch and you're able to like know that about yourself and then training in like zone four and five, those are like the speed, like max effort things that you should do throughout the week, like a short amount of time. If all of your workouts throughout the week are zone five, your body's entering like fight or flight state and that's where the cortisol is like seen to increase. So I think this is the issue where like people on TikTok are like, don't do cardio. Like you're stressing yourself out, like your cortisol, like, okay. Yes. If you're going to Barry's boot camp, which is a workout class, it's a high intensity class where you're sprinting five days out of the week as your cardio. Yeah. That's why you're probably your cortisol is going up and you're stressed out. But if you're doing the lower aerobic threshold stuff, like you're going on a run when you can talk the whole time, you are not going to be spiking your cortisol. And I think there's a stigma around running slow. Like I know that I feel that way. And when I look at my watch and I see something that's in like 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm running at a 13 minute pace or something like that. I'm like, is this even a run? Like I could walk at a 17 minute pace, right? Like, you know, it's this whole stigma around the slow training, but I don't think people once again, work out for health oftentimes. And it's this whole ego thing of like, I'm just going to sprint all my runs. Like that's not the actual scientific data. So focus on this zone two stuff. So the focus on zone two, like why is this so important, Kate? Well, this is like training for longevity. You might hear people on TikTok saying like, run slow to run fast and it doesn't make any sense um zone two is this period that your body is going to increase your metabolic flexibility and that means that your body is going to be able to utilize fat and glucose as an energy source and when you're in the zone three it's kind of like overtraining a little bit because your body is once again not able to stay conversational but then it's also not pushing all the way and the test for zone two like emma said in the beginning is if you can still hold a conversation this will increase your vo2 max it'll increase your body to stay at an aerobic capacity for a longer period of time that's why when you are training for a marathon and you look at those programs you don't start by running 18 miles obviously you couldn't physically do it but you want your runs to be easy like quote easy you want them to be at this like zone two training and so that's why you have to build up because Every single run, you will increase your endurance performance. And that's why it's so much more about consistency with running and endurance sports than it is about like having one killer workout. Your body just has to learn over time how to use fat more efficiently as a fuel source, which then will preserve your glycogen stores to use it like during these bursts of high energy. And so that's why like zone two is really important. It's this sweet spot. It should feel like you should be able to do this thing for a long time, but you might feel like I'm running so slow right now. Like, is this even a workout? Yes. Your lungs will thank you. It is an actual workout. So just get that like ego thing out of your head. Yeah. And then kind of getting into other things that impact heart rate. I think a lot of people typically only think about heart rate and exercise, but heart rate does have a huge, you know, relationship to our overall health, especially when it comes to like heart diseases. So this is just like a few items, but there's so many other factors that you can do more research on. The first is age. So when we age, our heart can't beat as fast during physical activity or times of stress versus when we're younger, but the number of beats per minute at rest does not change significantly. So yes, there is a little bit of a change in heart rate when you get older, but I think most CMOS releases are probably young. So this is something that you don't have to be personally worried about quite yet. Um, Next is weight. So our heart rate does increase or decrease depending on the demand that we put on our muscles. And so typically those who carry like extra dead weight in the form of fat is basically like, I just kind of want to emphasize that like the key is that you could have like a higher weight, but not like a lot of it is going to be truly fat. Some of it could be muscle. So really should be looking at like the ratio to fat versus lean body mass when talking about how weight is related to, you know, the impact of your heart rate. Um, But anyway, so if you are carrying extra dead weight, you can have elevated heart rate during physical activity because extra weight can create additional load on the body. And also like at rest, excess fat can cause the body to work harder since it is, since it can constrict blood flow. Um, Next- I was going to say the next note is Kate's note about weed on the side note, because I, before I run, will drink caffeine and then also smoke weed, which I know are two things that are going to impact my heart rate. And so for my fellow girlies out there who might take edibles or do other stuff before you run, um, your heart rate, like let's say it's normally like 70 to 80, 
minute or beats per minute at rest, it could increase by a variable of 20 to 50 beats per minute or may double in some cases by consuming marijuana. So if you are looking at your watch and your heart rate's extremely high, think about what substances you consumed. Um, Yeah, that's just my little note there because it's been impacting me a lot in my training. Yeah. And then kind of in the similar camp is caffeine. So caffeine is a stimulant and has multiple effects on the nervous system and our heart. Most people that drink caffeine are going to experience an increased heart rate, but this is going to vary between the individual. It was kind of hard to get like an average, but it looks like it's roughly three additional beats per minute on average when people do consume caffeine. Of course, someone might experience like 10 additional beats. Someone might experience only one. And this is because, you know, the amount of caffeine that you're drinking is going to impact you, the frequency of caffeine consumption, or just like your overall tolerance and also your body size. But like, as long as you're not feeling dizzy or lightheaded after drinking caffeine, you're going to largely be fine. And you're not going to have any damaging effects from this like brief increase and like a high consumption or frequently drinking energy drinks though can lead or predispose people to heart arrhythmias. Um, so just one thing to keep in mind, like definitely I am not an energy drink girly because those freak me out. But if you are someone who's like drinking multiple daily, just keep that in mind. And then lastly is stress. Um, this is especially like in the form of chronic stress that can have detri- detrimental impacts on our heart health. This is because like adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine raise our heart rate. And these hormones can trigger a demand for oxygen, spasms and heart vessels, which can result in irregular heartbeat, palpitations, chest pain, shortness of breath. But then also like chronic stress can lead to like increased blood pressure, heart rate, inflammation, and increased blood sugar. Stress is also, you know, I think when people do experience chronic stress, it does impact other areas of their life that also then can impact their overall health, whether that's like weight gain or sleep, which can also lead to heart disease. So again, if you are someone who feels like you do experience stress or have, you know, a history of chronic stress in your family or just overall like heart diseases, these are definitely things to maybe keep in mind when it comes to your personal health of course like there's only so much that you can do in some certain certain circumstances but overall a lot of it is like so much in your control indeed and i feel like with the benefits of building an aerobic base obviously it is one of those things that it sucks in the beginning because you are a beginner and you don't have that like endurance or fitness that you are like going to get but i think the good news is that consistency is going to breed the results that you want so that's why there's this one program that i've recommended before called couch to 5k and the first it's basically it's getting you from being on the couch to running a 5k but one thing i like about the program is that it incorporates a lot of walking in the beginning and like throughout the program and i think it's the greatest way to feel like you can accomplish it it's not too daunting of a challenge i think if any beginner runner was like oh my god i need to go like run three miles right now that's a really big feat and so some things you can do to build up that aerobic training are like doing a walk and a jog like alternating time intervals where you're like walking for five minutes running for two minutes walking for five minutes running for two just to build up your endurance over time and even for me like when i trained for a half I was only running probably up to like six miles. And so when I had to increase my distance and do like 10 mile runs, I had to do it so slowly for me to get better. And so that's just to say that when you're doing these other things, like maybe you go on an evening walk or a morning walk, and that's not like what you feel like a workout is, you are still like, that's still a healthy habit. Your body is still getting better and will be able to do your workouts better if you have like those healthy habits implemented throughout your week as well. Yeah, I think it's also fun just being able to like witness your body get better at something gradually. 
Um, like I know for me, I bike the Williamsburg bridge to swim pretty much every day. And at the beginning, when I started doing it, I was so out of breath. My like legs were dying, but now it's kind of a breeze and it's fun now for me. And so, yeah, like Kate said, it, it might be easy to be discouraged at the beginning of any cardio exercise or really any um, exercise routine that you get into, but over time it does get better and it gets easier and more fun. So, you know, you just got to stick with it and it'll all be good. We're all beginners at some point in our lives. We're all beginners. And I think the ego thing is big too. Like I said, specific to running of feeling like you're running slow, like compared to what you're seeing other people, like they say, social media is a highlight reel, whatever. If people are just posting really fast, like Strava runs, like focus on yourself. You know, there's a lot of people I know that have really not prioritized the running slow. And then when it got to race day, they've actually just like flopped because they never built up that aerobic training. So just don't focus on like the fast stuff. It's not going to be important. Literally, no one's going to remember your pace. I feel like really with running, honestly, the one thing that keeps me out of my head about pace is like, it feels like remembering your ACT score. Like it feels like such a dumb metric that people really like care about. So try to not focus on that and focus on having fun, getting endorphins, moving your body and yeah, stay happy with it. Otherwise it's not going to last. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Crazy, crazy day. Um, It's a Sunday. Emma, any other fun activities you have tonight? Any fun bedtime cocktails? I keep on telling myself I'm not going to buy any more sparkling mineral waters, but then like 6 p.m. hits and I'm like, "Mm, I want a sparkling water. Here's what you need to do. You need to make a big jar in your apartment and like collect like coins and be like, this is my sparkling dollar like thing. And then once I get money, I can go buy it. But I do need to buy it. You influenced Ricky to go get some. He's like, have you had this? No, I got my brother. Okay. So it's the Gerlensteiner brand. It's, It's so crisp, so refreshing. My brother... He, I influence him a lot and he sent a photo of me, not of me, but he sent a photo to me and it was like five bottles. And he's like, yeah, you, you've influenced me. Um, it's really good. It's definitely my favorite sparkling water. It's pretty cheap at Trader Joe's, but if you go to places like the one across the street from me, it can be like $4, which is scary. (laughs) Yeah. Not a good, I mean, out of all habits you could have, you could be doing other stuff with your money. Think about how much alcohol costs at a bar. True. That is true. Yeah, I guess this is like my equivalent of buying coffee every day, which I obviously don't do because I'm like, I can make my own coffee, but I can't make my own mineral water. So I justify it. Wow, that would be a crazy at-home experiment of, like, you trying to, like, mineralize your water. Like you imagine? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if that's possible. No, I don't think it is. Like, I don't know anything about chemistry, but that would be funny just to, like, imagine trying to, like, purify water and, like, boil it, steam. Like, I don't know what you would even do. Yeah, I don't even. With the New York City tap water, yeah, no. (laughs) No, I drink the tap water. I love the tap water. That's me. Um, Yeah, Miss Gwyneth, did you see her thing, like, her Mountain Valley in the courtroom? Yeah. I was like, that's such a prop. Like, of course she fucking did that. Um free my girl Gwen, whatever i think she won her trial right i don't even yeah I didn't she even watch she, it. she won her she got her dollar i think yeah, <laughs> that's like it. all she asked for yeah um, i didn't really keep up with the trial because i don't really care i fall i like got like the whatever too long don't read shit on on uh tiktok of like what happened and it's like oh yeah it's like the whole thing with rear ending a car where like the guy was behind her and then he sued her it's like you would never fight like put up a lawsuit if you rear-ended someone and so it clearly was like he saw the thing that like oh yeah she's a celebrity i'm gonna sue her yeah and apparently he was a doctor i don't really know um but yeah go gwyneth 
go yeah. girl <laughs> let's go vandalize her store again hello well mm-hmm. yeah, um, god yeah i have nothing on this nothing on the docket for tonight but fall asleep in my norm attacks i fell asleep in my norm attacks the other day um which was weird but that's maybe just i'll put my norm attacks on i've been doing a lot of foam rolling i've been trying to do a lot of foam rolling let's actually say that yeah i've been like you know the bedtime cocktail thing like i've been just really forgetting to like drink stuff and then i look at it and it's like right before bed and i'm like well fuck i don't want to go like make this whole big thing yeah so my tart cherry juice has really not been used and then i like don't want to brush my teeth after having tart cherry juice so i've kind of been off that as well i've been getting a lot of tiktok videos of people drinking tart cherry juice and i don't know if it's just the algorithm here we're influencers talk Emma, about that's it, it on my phone or like my phone is picking up that i'm talking about it but wow. yeah maybe that's the new big thing tart cherry juice i need to make some memes tonight that's what i need to do but i think we just have more influence than we think you know glutamine tart cherry juice the bitches are all over it now what should be what should be the next hot item i don't know like some weird know. some weird thing we'll 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 touch base on that by next week we'll have a weird thing for you guys to go out and try yeah Our little um, game next week's episode is going to be a q a so hope you all are excited for that and you all better ask questions if you don't, I'm going to be very mad. Emma <laughs> specifically will come All the 10,000 people that are now in Geneva need to ask a question. <laughs> yeah, 5 million people and all of the hackers in Geneva now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, lovely to pod with you. Hope you have a good rest of your evening. Um, you I do. hope that the sparkling water gods will give you um, lifetime PR from that brand at some point. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be tight. Okay, well, I'll see yeah. you next week, CMOS girlies. Keep liking the memes. Keep you know doing that stuff and we'll talk to you next tuesday bye everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code balance10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.